check yourself. It's self-care on Extra Loud Mornings with Nicole De Silva. Tomorrow marks the start of Fertility Month and we're looking at something that many young women and couples are doing uh, when they want to have children maybe later on in life. So we've got um, a conversation about egg freezing and joining me now um, for more on this is Dr. Lawrence Gobetz, Reproduction Medicine Specialist and Medical Director for Vitalab. Uh, Dr. Gobetz, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here this morning. Uh, what exactly is egg freezing for those who have never heard of the concept? Okay, so every month a woman loses numerous eggs just for one to ovulate. So we have the ability to stimulate, which takes about 10 days to grow the eggs to ripeness. Sure. And, then, and then we recover the eggs vaginally and uh, we then put the eggs in the freezer. So it's, it's uh, giving the patient a chance to, to conceive much later on because one thing that's not anyone is aware of is that eggs get older as a woman gets older and she doesn't make new eggs. A male has uh, sperm cells, uh, germ cells in his testicle and continues to make sperm until he dies. Where huh. a, woman has a, a woman has a very limited lifespan of her eggs. And uh, this was designed initially around preserving fertility for medical conditions like cancer. Mm. And uh, after that came the new concept, elective egg freezing, mm. which, uh, you know, is an option for women to de- delay childbearing because uh, the, the older they are when they start out trying to fall pregnant, the less likely they are going to conceive on their own mm. or with IVF. A hundred percent. So so who would you say are ideal candidates for, for this kind of, of option of egg freezing? I think every young woman who is at the moment um, looking at uh, having greater reproductive freedom and autonomy and uh, wanting to go out and study and knowing that she's not going to settle down with the right male until she's in her late 30s. Sure. So, yeah, so, you know, I always say my mother at 21 had three kids at home. This was back in the late 50s, early 60s. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas today, it's not normal, you know. Most yeah. women are going to yeah. So I would say for any woman today under the age of 32 who has no forward uh, ideas of when she's going to get married and when she's going to fall pregnant. Wow. So I was go- that was going to be my next question, at what age? But you'd say from 32 onwards? Or no, younger than 32? From, young, from 32 under. Now you can go to 35 and under, okay? But what happens is as these ladies get older, they lose the egg store. And you need to... Now, another important issue is one egg does not equal one baby. So from a under 35-year-old, we need to get a minimum of four eggs to hopefully find one normal embryo. Hmm. So there's a whole big funnel when we talk about putting eggs in the freezer. So yeah. if you've got 20 eggs in the freezer and you're under 35, you hopefully will have two children from those 20 eggs. Mm. So, And it's also very important because, you know, women think, I'm going to put 20 eggs in the freezer. That means I've got a whole soccer team and I've got a, res- and I've got a reserve team, <laughs> yeah. which, which, which they definitely don't have. Wow, this is blowing my mind. Um, are there any risks with, um, I, I want to say, with harvesting eggs? Um, the, yeah, that's a very good question because the one major risk, which fortunately today has become a, a condition that we very rarely see because we understand it, and that is a condition called ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome. Mm. So when you stimulate young women with a large reserve, they have a risk of getting very sick after you get the eggs out. 
but we understand what causes it. And I must say, in our unit, we have a zero risk of that happening. And this was in the past the most severe risk. Now, when we're going to recover eggs, we do it vaginally. We give the patients a gentle conscious sedation so they don't feel any discomfort. We recover the eggs with a very special needle guide and a needle through the vaginal wall into the ovary. And it takes roughly seven to ten minutes. And we put a little smiley on the patient's hand with the number of eggs because their short-term memory is a bit whacked from the conscious sedation and they they keep asking us how many eggs that I get. So Uh. this is a way way for them to know. And then, you know, there's a very small risk with the procedure itself because you're putting needles into the ovary through the vaginal wall. So you can cause bleeding, you can cause infection. And if you don't know what you're doing, you can sometimes put the needle into the bowel. So it needs to be done by recognized specialists who are credited who know what they're doing. Sure. Um, and I suppose when you say freezing, this is a, obviously a special facility. It's not like you're going to get a little test tube or a little container beaker with a lid and be like, okay, pop this in the freezer next to your frozen veg there. It's, it's, you yep. obviously have a facility where you keep all of these um, eggs in like, I don't know, categorized barcodes or something like that. Correct. For how long? Correct. Like how long do they last? Okay, so you're right in saying firstly, this just doesn't go into a general general electric freezer or a you know one of these Italian fancy uh, freezers. It's, yeah. uh, uh, firstly, you can freeze for as long as you want to. The older the oldest uh, egg, I think. Well, I'm talking embryo. Just to give you an example, the oldest embryo was four, uh, 17 years in the freezer sure. that achieved that achieved a life form. So it's not like Woolworths. It's not there's no use by date or sell by date. Uh, and in some countries, there is a use-by date, which is a legal thing. In our country, we don't have any legal limitations on how long. Wow. Um, which in itself is a good topic to, to discuss maybe if we have time. But um, at the end of the day, we started off with slow freezing, um, where we would gently, over a period of two and a half, three hours, bring the temperature down. And then once the egg was frozen, we would then plunge it into liquid nitrogen. Wow. Liquid nitrogen is a liquid but it freezes things. And if you had to put your hand into that liquid nitrogen and withstand the pain, you'd pull your hand out and it would be glass. So, yeah, it's minus 197 degrees centigrade. So we learned a very rapid freezing technology quite a few years ago, which we call vitrification. And the eggs are put onto special paddles and then they are put into the liquid nitrogen. They have their own GPS belonging to the patient, how many eggs on a paddle, so everything is recorded and double-checked. Sure. Um, I suppose, Doc, the last question I've got for you is how, how much does it cost? And, oh, I've got somebody else here sending a message. How many branches do you have in South Africa? We, we, have, two, we have two branches. We have one in Johannesburg in, uh, next to the Rock and Roll McDonald's in Morningside in Rabonia Road. We're not in Morningside Clinic. We're in our own freestanding unit. And then we have another branch in Umschlanger Rocks. Okay. And obviously, you probably have uh, clients that come from all over the country to to do this because, I mean, you, it's worth it, right? We do. We yeah. do. And and not only that, we get uh, patients coming from outside of the country because it's a lot less expensive in South Africa. Yeah. Hit us with the numbers, so, Doc. What, how much are we talking here? Freezing, so again, it, okay, but freezing it's, my future it, generations. <laughs> yes, no. So it just depends on the patient, how old she is, what her egg reserve is like, because you've got to work out how many, how much medication you need to get an appropriate stimulation. 
Um, and, I'll, and I'll go through that as well with regards to trying to aim for egg numbers. Almost you can roughly say, well, the age of the patient is kind of the number of eggs you need in the freezer to get her two children. So um, you're looking at somewhere between 40 and 50,000 rand a cycle of treatment. Now, some, some patients with a very good reserve will get 25 eggs in the freezer with one cycle of stimulation. But if you take a 40-year-old who has a very low reserve, and you may only get four or five eggs from her. Hmm. You know, you, you need more than 20 eggs from a 40-year-old to get one normal embryo. Wow. As I said, because of the quality of the eggs, just get older and they become very poorer. And interestingly, I'm a strong protagonist of the fact that I think our ovaries, they haven't evolved. They know, they know exactly that we are supposed to be dead by 40 hmm. and not conceiving. So I think after 32, our ovaries start to become our own contraception. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 kind of mind blowing, and I almost want to say it's it's super unfair that guys can carry on making kids until they die, and ladies have to have this limits. Mm. That's ridiculous. I think it's, but I think it's because women have to carry the pregnancy. Right. So that's, a, that's a massive burden. Bigger on the responsibility. System. Yeah. On a the, much bigger. On the much bigger. Yeah. Jeez. But I think the, the interesting thing is that that probably, and if you're looking at the early data now, that not more than twenty percent actually come back for the eggs. Because what happens is, if you're thinking of freezing your eggs, you're also going to rely on the fact that if Mr. Wright comes along, you're going to try on your own first. Uh, and and she, so these eggs are purely for you as a reserve or as an insurance. Yeah. But yeah. then you will have some women where Mr. Wright does not come across, you know. And then if they're prepared to be a, a single pers- uh, parent family, yeah. they can go ahead with their young donor eggs at 45. Mm-hmm. They can put the eggs in the freezer at 32 fertilize with donor sperm and go and get pregnant and have a baby. Mm. Or you'll probably find you've got same-sex couples who want yeah. to, who, who know they're not going to meet a Mr. Right because they're not looking for a, a Mr. Anything. And then they just want to say, okay, cool, but I want to find my, my partner. And then we're going to have to look for a sperm donor and, and go through that whole process and decide who's going to carry. And it's another conversation as well, but also Correct. insurance policy. I hear you. Doc, I but think... My, that, yeah? my, my biggest thing before we go is fact is that if only 20% use the eggs, we're going to have a massive source of eggs in a freezer that what are we going to do with them? And so I think we need to try and encourage these women that do freeze their eggs, that if they don't use them, they should consider donating them later on yeah. to older to older women, because there's a lot of older women who need donor eggs. Or, or young women who can't conceive for whatever or, reason, yeah. Who have no eggs. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that, that in and of itself, because then now, yeah, I think there'll be lots of legal ramifications around that because technically it, it would now be is it like an adoption because it's the no egg donation is different in that in our country it only becomes a legal being when it's now an embryo yes okay and, so. it, and then yeah so it's not it's, it's it's not a legal issue i mean yes the the, the woman who's donating the eggs will have to give a sign consent, of consent form. yeah yeah but she has no access then once she's donated them. Mm. It's, an alt- it's an altruistic anonymous no, issue. No, Doc, what's going through my mind is I, uh, now imagine like 10 years down the line, whatever, I see a little person that looks exactly like me, dimples like me, I don't no, think nose you will. like me. Oh, not. I, I, I don't think you will because you'll probably see that anyway down the road. How many times have you seen a little child that may look like you? Because, you know, when you carry a baby, you imprint on that child hey? and there's a lot happening. The baby's free DNA is mixing up with its mother. The got mother's got you. you. You you've got free DNA that's going across to the baby. Your free mother's DNA. DNA. Your mother, yes. your grandmother, 
probably seven generations going back. You've got free uh, familial DNA down your mother's lineage that goes to your baby. We don't know why it does this. We know it's there. Yeah. And it's, we believe it's all part of imprinting. So it's not so simple. You know, patients have a simple concept of, well, it's got to be my DNA. Yeah. But what, but what about you as the vessel carrying the pregnancy? And what else is happening in that pregnancy for nine months from imprinting, you know? Love this and conversation. Often, I love no, this conversation, Rock. But we do, unfortunately, we do need to wrap it up. We do need to get back to fine. things. Um, but I wanted yeah. to say thank you. Sorry, I'm I'm also fascinated by this. I have a. I wanted to go into genetics so badly when I was studying at varsity and radi- the radio bug a bit. But this stuff, I mean, I could literally talk to you about this for hours and hours and hours. But thank you so much for your time. I know you've got a meeting at nine o'clock, um, and I just wanted to ask if if somebody wanted to get in touch with you um, or the website for for Vice Lab. How do we do that? Um, yeah, quickly, two things, uh, vitalab.com, so that's www.vitalab.com, and you'll be able to see both our branches on that website. The other thing is it's Reproductive Health Month coming up in February, mm-hmm. and uh, all units that are connected to IFAS uh, are offering a 25% discount um, on the first consultation for patients coming along in February, which they would have to obviously register through EFASA. There you go. Um, yeah, so if they watch our, our social media, watch our Facebook page, metalab.com, um, they'll be able to see that and how they go about uh, registering for that 25% discount for February. Fantastic. Doc, I really appreciate your time um, and, and good luck for, for Reproductive Month. I think you're probably going to find you have a lot of ladies, especially after the last year of up and down and up and down and up and uncertainty. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people have really reflected and said, like, maybe I need to just maybe I just need to do this thing. Well, thanks for giving us the opportunity to chat and uh, maybe we should sit somewhere and have a cup of coffee and continue the conversation. Sounds like a plan. It's uh, Dr. Lawrence Gobetz, Reproductive Medicine Specialist and Medical Director for VitaLab. Make sure to check yourself. Self-care on Extra Lab Mornings.